All right, we're rolling. All right, well, welcome back, everybody. This is Two Beards in a Bible, and I'm John Swaino. And I'm Dave Tim. And uh, we're, we're at Acts... Chapter 21. <laughs> I and... lose track every time we <laughs> <Yes>. stop. <laughs> Ever. Uh, uh, verse 26. Yeah, All right. That's where we're at. 21, 26. So now we're going to talk about Paul getting arrested. because uh, So Paul is here in uh, Jerusalem. And uh, he's been warned not to go to Jerusalem because he's going to get arrested or he's going to be bound. Mm-hmm. And now we find that, that happening. So, All right. I believe so. it's your turn. So go ahead and uh, I guess just read to 29 and then we'll stop there and then we'll read the rest of it. All right. Acts 21, 26. Then Paul took the men... And the next day, having been purified with them, entered the temple to announce the expiration of the days of purification, at which time an offering should be made for each one of them. Excuse me. Now when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews from Asia, seeing him in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd and laid hands on him, crying out, men of Israel, help, this is the man who teaches all men everywhere against the people the law and this place. And furthermore, he also brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. For they had previously seen Tropimus, the Ephesian, with him in the city, whom they supposed that Paul had brought into the temple. Okay, so um, now Paul is in, now Paul's kind of well known at this point, right? Mm -hmm. And you've got these uh, Jews from, now when Paul was in Asia, there were lots of attempts on his life. Right. And there was obviously a group of them that that were really upset with him. And and now they're here in Jerusalem and they recognized him. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, going fast forwarding to to verse twenty nine, one of the things that gets man into trouble even yet today is supposing things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just automatically went to the point where, well, he must, since I saw him with Trophimus earlier, then he must have brought him in because he's there. You know? Yeah. And, and so that's that would be uh, not a smart thing to do to just suppose. A lot of trouble in life yeah. comes from supposition. You know, we, we like to make this uh, beef dish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has red wine in it. And I'm always, when I go to buy that bottle of red wine, I'm always worried that somebody's going to see that and right. they're going to think, oh, this, there's Dave Tenney. He's a lush. Right. I didn't think he drank. Well, well, you know. Right. They suppose that that's what I'm doing, but that's not what I'm doing. Right. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. And, and that's, you know, for us, you know, we... We need to, especially amongst the brethren, give each other the benefit of the doubt. Uh, not that we shouldn't perhaps ask questions. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe inform a brother of something that he's doing that perhaps looks not different look than good. he thinks. Yep. You know, I, you know, one of the things that happened to me one time uh, is that I was on a, uh, a video call uh, with some, some other people. And I have these glasses. My, th- This is a... One of the taller glasses that we have in the house, but I have these smaller glasses that that I like to drink out of. And someone noticed me drinking out of that glass and said, "Hey, that's a highball glass." You know, should a preacher be drinking from a highball glass? Because that's a glass you put alcohol in. Okay. Well, that's news to me. Yeah. <laughs> but to this very day, you know, I I'm careful not to 
drink from a highball glass if I'm going to be, you know, uh, if it's going to be something that's posted out onto the internet. You know, uh, I always wanted to try, they, they call it a beer butt chicken, and you know this story uh -huh. because, uh, so you have to have a beer. And they don't sell typically beers in single cans, so I would never try it. Mm -hmm. But I was at the gas station last summer, and there was a full can of beer laying out, and I said, man, it's my lucky day. So I picked that can of beer up, and I made the beer butt chicken, and actually John and his family came over, and we all tried some of it, and it was excellent, I thought. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, that, and that leads us to the idea, you know, alcohol is is a is there you know it has a purpose yeah most of which is like you know a purification or a medicinal purpose yeah. you know it, it has its purposes the alcohol isn't the evil thing right you know it's the usage of yeah. it and uh using it for social purposes and for just you know to use it as a regular beverage in life that that is going to get you into trouble yeah um, so, but, but for medicinal purposes and so on, uh, it has its place, but I mean, let, let's be real. If you've got a cabinet full of whiskey, you know, there's probably not a need yeah. for that. Yeah. 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 I mean, <clears throat> I, I always say this, I mean, yeah. um, let's, let's take alcohol, drugs, let's write down the positives and let's mm -hmm. write down the negatives. Right. And I'll use alcohol. Are there some positives? There are some positives. Yeah. Are there some negatives? I'm telling you, that negative list is 20 times longer yeah. than those. So, so you know, we have to use wisdom. Yeah. We have to be able to use a little wisdom when we're, when we're talking it, about this. And we know that you know, this is onto a different subject, but the, we, we know that the scriptures tell us not to be drunk with wine. Yep. Okay. And so beer's okay then, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but... Uh, but the idea that word drunk and 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 I don't have all the information in front of me I won't be able to do this justice but just as a as a teaser for maybe a future episode um, th that word that is used for drunk it, it involves the action of of drinking and it begins with like the first sip it's not it's not being drunk to the point of intoxication it's right. the action the the, the action, the action of, of imbibing alcohol. Yeah. So when you're not to be drunk with wine, that takes on a, a different meaning. Uh, yeah. It's not the intoxication. It's the idea of putting it into your body, you know, for that kind of a purpose. Right, right. So so that's a whole other episode. That's a can of worms that we, we could get 10 episodes. Oh, yeah. That. yeah. But, <laughs> so that's not for today, but... So uh, verse 30. So I'll read to... 36. It says, And all the city was disturbed, and the people ran together, seized Paul, dragged him out of the temple, and immediately the doors were shut. Now as they were seeking to kill him, news came to the commander of the garrison that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. And he immediately took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them. And when they saw the commander and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. And the commander came near and took him commanded him to be bound with two chains and asked who he was and what he had done. And some among the multitude cried one thing and some another. So when he could not ascertain the truth because of the tumult, he commanded him to be taken back to the barracks. And when he reached the stairs, 
He had to be carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the mob, for the multitude of the people followed after, crying out, away with him. So, you know, the Romans did not like the Jews. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing to remember as we're reading some of these things. Right. It was something that, that I was going to mention in the last section there, if I can rewind us. Yes. You know, the, you know Paul, having been purified with them in verse 26 of Acts 21, it speaks of that purification process that he went through with those four other men. Yes. And, um, you know, then he went into the, the temple and told them about the end of these things. So that purification was for their benefit so that he could go into the temple. And yes. yeah, maybe we already said that, but just to, just to clarify that, it, 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 it hit me that, you know, there's the reason why he did that. So he could go in there and he could tell them, okay, this is it. So he, he paid their price of admission, you know, if it were to, yeah. to go in there so that they could be comfortable, so that they could listen, yeah. so that they would have a, perhaps a more open ear. Yeah, to hear what he had to say. That's in our, I, That's yeah. That and, makes sense. And and uh, but but nonetheless, we still have that lesson of some people went and stirred everybody up. And, yeah, and, yeah, and started to to cause trouble. So. Yeah. So it says all the city was disturbed. So, so this is a crazy situation. They they throw they grabbed Paul. They took him out of the temple. They shut the doors so he <laughs> could. You know that was a sign there. They're shutting the doors. And then they started, they're going to kill him and they're beating him. Right. And and being beat by a mob of people has got to be not very pleasant. Right. You know, that's that's a horrible situation. And of course, now the, the commander there of the, so the, the garrison, the Romans would have like a, a small group of men stationed there in the city especially in Jerusalem, because they were always causing problems. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's what led to the destruction of Jerusalem. Not, not only was it prophesied, mm -hmm. but they were just a constant thorn in the Roman side. Yeah. And it got to where, you know, another 20 years after this, they had just had enough. Right. The Romans had enough, and they just, they just killed them all. Right. And that's... Uh... You know, as you look through the look back at the history of Israel, the people, uh, that that seems to be a recurring theme, doesn't it? Yeah. That that uh, lack of willingness to hear the Lord. Yeah. Over and over and over again, and it carry it continues through to His people today. Some, yeah. you know, to a great degree. I mean, it, there there are absolutely. Um, you know, as, as we have the good fortune to be involved with some very faithful brethren yeah. on this earth, but but there's there's still ravenous yeah. wolves I mean, out when, there. When you read Judges in the Old Testament, it, it says over and over, then arose a generation who knew not the Lord. You know? Yeah. And that, that continued. Yeah. And it continues. Right. You know, <clears throat> but that's just the way it is. So so this commander, he hears this... this um, uh, ruckus, and he says he took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them. And centurions are over a hundred, right? So this guy takes a couple of hundred, probably took a few hundred men with him. Mm -hmm. And you're some Jews beating on a guy, and you see a couple of hundred Roman soldiers, you're, you're going to stop right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> right? the Roman soldiers, they don't fool around too much. 
right? Right. So it says, uh, and when they saw the commander and his soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. So they they knew that the real authority had come in. So they the commander uh, grabbed Paul and bound him up, and then people just went crazy again. Right. And uh, they were trying the, the the commander's trying to figure out what's going on here, but of course when you're dealing with a crazy mob, right? Uh, so he just grabbed Paul and took <clears> him <throat> away, and took him. Where did he say he took him to? Uh, uh, the barracks. The barracks. Yeah. <clears throat> so where they where they lived at, so he could talk mm-hmm. to them. So I guess now um, we need to find out what happened. So. Um, why don't you read till 22, chapter 22, read till the end of the chapter. Okay. Uh, starting at verse 35, when he reached the stairs, he had to be carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the mob. For the multitude of the people followed after, crying out, away with him. Then as Paul was about to be led into the barracks, he said to the commander, may I speak to you? He replied, can you speak Greek? Are you not the Egyptian who some time ago stirred up a rebellion and led the 4,000 assassins out into the wilderness? But Paul said, I am a Jew from Tarsus in in Sicilia, Cilicia, Cilicia, a citizen of no mean city. And I implore you, permit me to speak to the people. So when he had given him permission, Paul stood on the stairs and motioned with his hand to the people. And when there was a great silence, he spoke to them in the Hebrew language, saying, Okay. Brethren and fathers, hear my defense before you now. We'll stop there. Yeah, we'll stop there. So so uh, the commander comes in and he wants to talk to him. And he asks him, can he speak Greek? Um, and it's interesting. You, you, I mean, of course, Paul having gifts of the Holy Spirit, he could probably speak any language mm-hmm. that he needed to speak. But uh, probably, I mean, I would imagine there were a lot of uh, uh, people at that time that were bilingual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember um, uh, I used to go to this gas station when it, this was like twenty five years ago, and there was this gas station attendant guy, and he was a he was a foreign feller mm-hmm. from the Middle East somewhere, but this guy could speak ten languages. Wow! Like I remember talk, I talked to him quite a every. I'd go in there get my coffee at the gas station and talk to him, and you know. People that live in areas where there are lots of different people. And I asked this guy, I said, how did you learn all these languages? He says, well, where, where I live, there's a lot of languages spoken. Yeah. He goes, and you have to learn the basics to be able to talk to people. Right. You know, here in this country, we have, you know, <laughs> from here east to the to the ocean, everybody speaks the same language. South you know, to the to the border and west to the other ocean, you know, it's all pretty much uh, English, so we are kind of insulated from that. But in in Europe, for instance, you know, in, in a fairly short drive in terms of what us Americans are used to, we can be in another country yeah. that speaks another language. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and so for that reason, yeah, you, you'd have more, uh, you'd be subjected to more of those. Yeah, yeah. So, so Paul speaks Greek and he speaks Greek to him. And uh, he asked him if he, he, if he, are you the guy that stirred up these 4,000 assassins? <laughs> and Paul's like, no, 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 I'm not that guy. And then he, Paul tells him, he goes, I'm a Jew from Tarsus. Mm-hmm. Now, Tarsus was a, uh, a pretty important city back then. 
which also would imply that if he's a Jew from Tarsus and he's a citizen there, that also means he's a Roman citizen as mm -hmm. well. So that, that kind of gives him a, a, a different standing probably among these guys. Right. Are you using the New King James? I am. Over there. This uh, sentence, uh, a citizen of no mean city. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm supposing that to be a citizen of no average city. Right. Yeah. Not, not, not mean as in... Yeah, angry. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Uh, yeah, he's saying, you know, this is an important city. And Tar Tarsus, I, now I didn't study this today, but I remember reading some time ago that Tarsus was like, um, it was like a showcase city. Okay. You know, it, it really was a, a, a splendid area, you mm -hmm. know, and the Roman government put a lot of money into that area to make it that way. Right. So he asked to go out and speak to the people. So he goes out on the stairs. So he's kind of in an elevated place and he waves his hand. And now we learn that Paul is going to speak to them in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. So the, the, I would imagine the guards now don't, they don't know what he's saying. Right. Because they probably do not speak in the Hebrew language, which I believe is Aramaic, right? Mm -hmm. That's the Hebrew language. So uh, I guess I'll read part of this. All right. He says, Brethren and fathers, hear my defense before you now. And when they heard that, he spoke to them in the Hebrew language. They all kept the more silent. And he said, I am indeed a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, taught according to the strictness of our father's law, and was zealous toward God as you all are today. I persecuted the way to the death binding and delivering into prisons both men and women, as also the high priest bears me witness, and all the council of the elders, from whom I received letters to the brethren, and went to Damascus to bring the chains even to those who were there to Jerusalem to be punished. So we'll stop there. So Paul talks about his uh, upbringing, and um, Gamaliel was a well-known um, Jew at that time, a Jewish scholar. Mm -hmm. In fact, we read about him in, I believe, Acts chapter 8. Mm -hmm. um, sounds about right. Yep, where, where, he, where he, he seems to be the only one on the council the Sanhedrin that has any brains, right? Right. <laughs> he's a little more reasonable. He's the one who said, you know, hey, if, if you know, let these men go because, uh, you know, if if this is just from men, it's going to come to nothing. But then he says, but if this is from God, you know, we can't fight against this thing, right? And which leads me to hope that maybe that he had converted at some point, mm -hmm. but but it's hard to say. So he. he it, yeah, you know, Paul is 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 basically saying saying, look, I know where you're at, and I was there. Yes, and and and, and so hear me out. Yeah, and yeah, he he was a Jew, and he was brought up in a super. He was a Paul would have been a Pharisee, mm -hmm. you know, of the most strictest thing. He was zealous towards God, and and but he was zealous with for the wrong in the wrong way mm -hmm. right and, and that's a that's a lesson we can take today because there are those today 
who are zealous. They're yeah. zealous for the Lord, but they're they're lacking in knowledge. Yeah, you know the this uh, verse number four. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women. You know, speaking of this way, that, that there's a there's there's a sermon in that. Oh yeah. You know, Jesus having said, "I am the way." The yes. truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except that's a great connection. And yeah, and and so if there's if I tell you to go this way, I you can only go one way, right? right? It, it, there's not many ways. If I tell you to go this way, you'd be going yeah. against my will if you went that way. Yeah. You know, so, so there's a there's something to work on. <laughs> there, yes. <laughs> that's a, a, that's there a, is a lesson yeah, right there. Right. Um. So he, he basically is going through his history that, you know, he was zealous and he was persecuting uh, the Christians. He was throwing men and women into prison. What a jerk. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he says, as also the high priest bears me witness and all the council of the elders from whom I also received letters to the brethren. So, so Paul's saying, you know, I'm not just saying this, but the high priest and all the elders, all the council, they can attest to you that this was true because this is where I got the authority. Mm-hmm. You know, he, right? So, yeah. What wasn't he uh, uh, when he was converted? Yeah. Was he not on his way to? He was to, going to Damascus. Yeah. He was yeah. on his way to, to to get a letter, wasn't he? Or did he already have? He already the letter? had it. He says. He said here, from whom I also received letters to the brethren and went to Damascus. There you go, yeah. To bring in chains even those who were there to Jerusalem to be punished. So he's going to go to Damascus, arrest some people, and bring them back to Jerusalem and punish them there. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, not a good feller right, right now. So now he reaccounts his conversion. And we've already covered this once. But we'll cover it again for fun. <laughs> We've got about uh, eight or ten minutes left here. All right. So uh, you read to... Yeah, uh, six. You want to start at six? Yeah. Now, as it happened, now it happened, as I journeyed and came near Damascus at about noon, suddenly a great light from heaven shone around me. And I fell on the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth whom you are persecuting. And those who were with me indeed saw the light and were afraid, but they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. So I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Arise and go into Damascus, and there you will be told all things which are appointed for you to do. And since I could not see for the glory of that light being led by the hand of those who were with me, I came into Damascus. Then a certain Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwelt there, came to me, and he stood and said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that same hour I looked up at him. Then he said, The God of our fathers has chosen you, that you should know his will, and see the just one, and hear the voice of his mouth. For you will be his witness to all men, of what you have seen and heard. 
And now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Now it happened when I returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple that I was in a trance and saw him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, for they will not receive your testimony concerning me. Should we stop there? Yeah, go, go, go to 21. So I said, Lord, they know that in every synagogue I imprisoned and beat those who believe on you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I also was standing by consenting to his death and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. Then he said to me, depart, for I will send you far from here to the Gentiles. Okay, we'll stop there. <clears throat> so, um, a lot of this stuff we've, we've covered many times, but the, the one thing I like to point out in here is, uh, why didn't Jesus just tell Saul what to do? Why did he say, Go into Damascus and you'll be told what to do. I think it was a way of knocking him down a couple notches. You think? Perhaps. I have a different answer. Okay. Go ahead. I think it's because the job of man is to tell men what they need to do to be saved. That's not the job of Jesus or angels. And in fact, when you think about... Uh, you know, the angel appeared to Cornelius, remember? Mm -hmm. And said, hey, go send to Joppa for this fellow named Peter, and he'll tell you what to do. Yeah. Well, why didn't the angel just tell? The angel knew what he needed to do, but mm -hmm. that's not his job. Or uh, the angel appeared to Philip, mm -hmm. right? And he said, go to the Ethiopian and tell him what he needs to do. Why didn't the angel just go to the Ethiopian and tell him what to do? Right. Why did he need to get have Philip do it? And it's because that's not the angel's job or his role. Mm -hmm. And it's not Jesus's role. Jesus already fulfilled his role. Right. But mm -hmm. spreading the gospel is the role of man. You know, thinking back to um, thinking back to Lazarus and the rich man. Uh, you know, he, he the, the rich man wanted the Lazarus spirit to go back and, and tell and tell his family and he was told he was told that they have the law and the prophets. Yeah. And and so that was, you know, at that particular time, but now what is the law today? It's the gospel of Christ which is given into the hands of the church. Yeah. To uh, by Christ. <clears throat> so so yeah, I think there's room for both of those. I <laughs> think that I think that I think that uh, you know certainly Saul needed to hear that from that person. Yes, that was a, a building up experience, an edifying experience, you know, for the one who was going to be telling him, and also for him. But I think there's certainly th this is a man who was of <clears throat> some power uh, and some status, and he had to be led by the hand yeah. into town. Can you imagine how humiliating that would yeah. have been for for that built up? Uh, uh, that Perhaps ego. pompous ego yeah, that, yeah. that Paul would have had. No doubt. So he goes into town to Ananias, uh, who was obviously a Jewish guy, who was a Christian convert, convert. And um, and he gives him his sight back. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and now he's going to talk to him. I'm not trying to create a pun here, but that would have had to have been an eye-opening experience for him. <laughs> <You know? Yes. laughs> there, there is that. Right. <laughs> I mean, you can't deny that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that that uh, you know he realizes how he lost his sight. Yeah, and now this man you know is able to give him his sight back. I I better listen to him. Yeah, his eyes were opened in a couple of different ways. Exactly. Yeah, right? physically and spiritually. So um, he 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 tells him all of what he needed to hear. And he tells him what he need he's gonna do that he's gonna be a witness to all men, and then he says, he says, and why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And and this is another one of those things when when people wonder about how they can be a Christian and how they can have their sins forgiven. Mm-hmm. Listen, you gotta be baptized. Yeah. And and here's a another thought. You know, how does one come to have faith? Again, Romans ten seventeen, hearing the word of God. Right. So in all of these Christians that he'd persecuted and had dragged away, do you think maybe he might have heard some of the word of God along the way? Do you think maybe oh, he I'm might sure. have understood? He would have had would have had to have had that in his mind, and this question. And now, why are you waiting? Right. You know, you you've heard. You, yes. you know what this is all about, yeah. and now you have been spoken to directly yep. by God. So what what are you waiting yeah. for? Yeah, and you know I go back to Acts chapter two where Peter said he he told those Jews on the day of Pentecost to be baptized for the remission of their sins to to get rid of them mm-hmm. to remit them, and here Ananias is telling Paul he says to wash away your sins. Yeah, I think at this point he believed. Oh yeah, and he had yes. some faith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he still had sin until right. he was baptized. Right, and you know you can't be saved and not be baptized for the remission of your sins or or having your sins washed away. Yeah, it's not possible. Right. Yeah, absolutely, and that's you know uh, calling on the name of the Lord. It, there, there's something to be said there. You know, it's not a matter of just getting wet for getting for the sake yeah. of getting wet. It's yeah. It's the reason, it's the submission to the will of the Lord. Calling on the name of the Lord is uh, speaking of the, of the intent of your heart. Yes. And, and that's the whole point. Yeah, absolutely. So Paul relates here that, that he says, Now it happened when I returned to Jerusalem. So there was a period of time after this that, that Paul stayed in Damascus and some of the areas out there. And then he goes back to Jerusalem, and um, he's a different person. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus tells him that he needs to get out of there because there are those that are seeking to kill him. And that's when he led Paul down a, a wall in a basket, and he was able to escape. And uh, and he tells Jesus, you know, about all the bad things that he did. And uh, and Jesus says, "I'm going to send you to the Gentiles, and we better stop there." All right, that'll be and a good place to start next time. Absolutely, and that's and and that's kind of sending him to the Gentiles. That's that's kind of a groundbreaking thing. Yeah. And, now and, the Jews don't like that when right. they hear that. <laughs> and and, hi, and him being a a Jew of the highest degree, yeah, that would really be contrary to. To his will. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for joining in. Uh, can't wait to get dig into this for the, in the yeah. next episode. Yep. Uh, hopefully you'll see fit to join us. Take thanks. care.